0: Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations,
1: interesting trivia, and even some travel fails.
0: Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone.
1: Welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. Today, we're super excited to chat with Alicia Sims, owner of Secret Nova Scotia, who's just wrapping up a really awesome RV tour of Nova Scotia. Welcome, Alicia.
2: Thank you for having me, guys.
1: Our pleasure. So first, like we're all dying to know, let's chat about Secret Nova Scotia. Like what is it that you're doing?
2: Basically, it's the sister company to a business I was doing previously called uh, Truro Buzz. Um, and that's a business that's all about celebrating what it's like to live, work, and play in Colchester County. So it's all online based. Uh, we have social media accounts, a newsletter, a website. And uh, then basically the natural progression was to go from taking people with us online to actually taking them to the places that we're going. And so Secret Nova Scotia was born from that.
1: Amazing. And it's good that you can, you know. It- Get to the point where we're actually seeing people in person is just very exciting.
2: <laughs> it really is. And I mean, I just started Secret Nova Scotia in... Um 2000. I I bought the assets of another travel company, uh, tourism company in January 2020. Oh, super full of hope then. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And had that severely crushed at the knees uh, in March 2020. (laughs) Right. So last year we we operated very minimally at the end of the summer into the fall. And then we decided to really rebrand and start fresh in November. And then This year again, we were like geared up, ready to go for May, and then weren't we all? Oh my god! (laughs) And then April was like, Okay, shut it down. We're like, All right, Gordon Ramsay, I get it, but uh, (laughs) let's let's back it off here. We've got some tourism to do, so it's definitely been trying, but uh, it's been a pretty positive season so far, even despite the restrictions
0: definitely. Mm. So you're taking people on tours. Can you give people like a little bit of an idea of what types of tours that you're doing with Secret Nova Scotia?
2: For sure. Right now, we only have four tours. So I should mention that we really focus on specifically the part of the province we're on. So we're looking at the northern region of uh, Nova Scotia, and we have the Revealing the Taste of Tatamagush tour, um, Tasty Treasure Hunting on the Fundy Shore, revealing the Brule Shore scenic boat tour, and the mystery of Maitland mudsliding in Maitland. I was like, um. I should have had this open in front of me. I, was like, I, I remember all of these names. I'm it's impressed. Only- I'm
1: impressed. <laughs> <your way>. yeah.
2: <laughs> We're so, good at winging it here. Oh, <laughs> thank God. That's why you're, you know, I just get it. You're my people. <laughs> So yeah, those are our four tours. And uh, we really focus on small batch tours. So you're not going to hop on a bus of 50 people and just be lost in a crowd. I we, love that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, we thought it would really grow well with COVID restrictions, yeah. but, you know. So we uh, we have one small vehicle. We can take four to six people. Now we can't arrange to do either private tours or uh, groups. Like last weekend, we took a group of 25 mudsliding and we just made a, a different arrangements transportation wise. But uh, yeah, our, our focus is really on the the experience of touring like a local in a smaller intimate experience as opposed to a larger um, tour bus kind of group thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're focusing on. You've got a guide that loves the area, is energetic, wants to take you along like it's your, you know, best friend going to their favorite hot spots in the area. And that's really the essence, uh, the essentials of Secret Nova Scotia.
1: Now we've talked about that before with past episodes. So mm-hmm. Jen's done smaller um, tours, like in Iceland. Let's say she's done smaller. Yeah. I've done larger ones that I've hated. Yeah. Um, and the Dominican, we went to the capital, and it was just too many people on a large bus. So are you finding a bit of an age demographic that is enjoying the smaller tours, or is is or is it all over the map?
2: No, I would say we're definitely mostly catering between. 30 to 50 right now. Okay. Uh, we do have actually next weekend, we have a, a lovely little tour of um, some, I was like, I don't want to age them, but we'll say it's <laughs> seniors who uh, yeah. we, had, we had reached out to some of the... Um, uh, oh my gosh, what are they called? Not extended care homes. Long-term
1: um, care?
2: Long-term, assisted living facilities. Ah, I gotcha. Is. Yes, so we reached out to them because a lot of our tours are uh, quite easily accessible. They don't involve like climbs or stairs or anything right. like that. And they're the perfect day trip out for seniors who would like to get out for the day. So we have a trip book for some of them next weekend, which we're really looking forward to. And we're hoping that that will uh, expand into more trips with the seniors as well, because it, it really is perfectly suited to their needs. Right. But no, mostly means- it is a lot of families. Sorry. Yeah. We're oh, doing okay. a lot of uh, families and we've done some couples and uh, we've done some friend groups, mostly between the 30 to 50 range. Gotcha.
1: Awesome. So I guess I was curious to know, like, what is it about Nova Scotia that's captured your imagination? Because we understand you're originally from Newfoundland, which is also incredibly beautiful, <laughs> but what is it this, about Nova Scotia that sort of spoke to you or speaks to you still?
2: You know, it's kind of funny. I, I couldn't pinpoint it on one thing. I moved here in 2014 because uh, mainly this area because my sister lives here, and my nieces are here, and I wanted to be closer to them. But I was really ready to get out of Newfoundland because I love to travel so much, and it's mm-hmm. really, really different difficult at times to do that from Newfoundland. I mean, your right. flights are canceled because it's foggy. It's windy. It's a day that ends with Y. There's snow. It's, you know, whatever <laughs> reason. Right. And there's that extra cost as well to um, to fly off the island. So I really wanted to have a better accessibility to travel to drive all day and end up in Montreal instead of Port of Bass. And <laughs> right. that's really what took me to Nova Scotia the most. And then once I got here, I don't know. I just I connected with the community in such a way like I can't even explain. The business community was amazing. There were so many great businesses here. There were so many great makers here. And like all of this homemade, handmade product and award-winning craft beers and chocolatiers and like oh it was just incredible. So <laughs> every time I had people come to visit, I had this like circuit that I would do. It was like, okay, well, we're going to stop at Sugar Moon for lunch. And then we're going to go to Earl Town store, and we're going to pick up pepperoni and bread. And then we're going to go on to Tatamagush and go to this beach. And so it it just was like a natural thing. It was like, I should do tours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. We love Sugar Moon Farm on this podcast. We do. Yeah. You're only human. Yeah. (laughs)
0: talk about your entrepreneurial side because I, I, I'm i similar. I'm like, I love business. I love um, thinking about new ways. And so you have like three businesses kind of going <laughs> on right now, which is crazy. So you have Truro Buzz and then Rolling Sea Tattooery and then Secret Nova Scotia. So what's it like juggling all of these different businesses really?
2: It's exactly what you think it's like. <laughs> I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> I'm very busy. And it it's kind of funny to Hearing people say like your entrepreneurial side, because I mean, if you had to talk to high school Alicia, like there was, I would never have been able to run a business mm-hmm. or thought I would own a business, let alone three of them. And they all <laughs> happened so organically. Mm-hmm. When I moved here, I would have preferred to work for someone else, just because it's so much easier to not have to handle all of the back end of running a business that you mm-hmm. really don't realize. But because of that travel lust I had and was catering to. I didn't want to be tied down or an irresponsible employee of saying well, like, I'm going to go for like a month <laughs> or I'm going to go for yeah. these few and just go, go, go. It's like, I don't want to do that to somebody. So I'm going to try working for myself and see how that works because I wanted the freedom to uh, go work tattoo conventions anywhere in the world for any mm-hmm. amount of time that I wanted to do. And that's what started it for me. And then from there, I loved the community so much and was sharing Truro on my social media is that people were like, wow, you really make Truro look fun. I'm like, no, Truro is that fun. I'm telling you. (laughs) And so then it became this passion project, which became a business unexpectedly where it was like, oh, we should do these videos. And then businesses were reaching out to me to get coverage and have us go there and things like that. And then it was like, oh my God, I now own a media company. I don't know anything about marketing. What am I doing? And then it, uh, from there, the tour company kind of evolved. I had been doing churro Buzz three years, just three years when the tours kind of fell into my lap and it was like, is this the right time? It was like, well, you know, the bones are there. We just have to kind of like make it our own and then
1: here we are three companies later. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Oh my goodness. Well, it sounds like you have a really great thing going and you mentioned sort of the tours that you have, uh, earlier in the podcast and we love hidden gems. So can you share with us some of your favorites from your travels, um, around Nova Scotia? So either your tours in particular, or just some of your favorite spots that you've found. Well, I mean,
2: on our tours, for sure, like Tatamagush is an incredible hidden gem that blows my mind how many people haven't heard of it or been there. I used to do some tattoo events in conjunction with Tatamagush Brewery in Tatamagush, where um, we would call it Tattoo Brew. And I would come out with special flash to the studio. We would set up in an area, like off from the public. And then people were coming and making appointments to get tattooed during that day while I was there. And I had regular clients who would come down and and see me there and they had never been to this area and we're just like mind blown that this place <laughs> existed and it's guaranteed where I'm going to bring people, um, when I have them visiting. So I think Tatamagush is definitely a hidden gem that people need to check out. And no better way to do that than revealing the taste of Tatamagush tour from Secret Nova Scotia. <laughs> I mean, it just makes yeah. complete sense to me.
1: <laughs> We've been to Tatamagush several times and I have to say um, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. We were going to go to River John, but then locked down. So we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, but I mean, Yost is nearby. There's just, it, there's just so much to do and see there. So I can definitely understand why that's one of your hidden gems for sure. It's a beautiful community.
0: Yes, that's on my list. I will get there one day. You know? Oh, you haven't. You're you're absolutely gonna
2: have to come down. I know
0: I am. I I um recently moved to the So Shore, so I'm not much further away now. But uh, that's right. I've been meaning to I've been wanting to stay at the train station in and we were going to last summer, but the I felt like the experience wasn't full because of like the COVID restrictions and stuff. Sure. And so I'm like, next summer. Mm -hmm. gosh darn it it (laughs) and i hope it's good
2: (laughs) absolutely and the train station is really incredible place to stay i haven't stayed there myself but uh i I know lots of people have and i've seen the rooms and they're awesome and sadly the the dining cart they had there is not open during covid because it's just too tight to have restrictions and their food was just fantastic but there is (sighs) plenty of great places to eat in tatamagush in their summer
0: yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I <laughs> the
1: it was unique. The fall too.
0: That's yeah, great. fall is really nice there too. Yeah. <laughs> enough. Get in your car, Jen. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Get up here. Come on there. Go. <laughs> so let's talk about what you've been doing this summer because you've been doing something really cool, which is RVing Nova Scotia with a film crew in tow. So where did this come from? <laughs> Uh, I feel like I was plucked out by
2: the angels and given this amazing opportunity. Uh, Basically, the director of this show called Road Tripping uh, by Garnon Productions to air on Eastlink TV um, this winter. I had worked with him on a previous project for Eastlink a couple of years ago, and we had stayed in touch over social media. This winter, he had touched base. uh, Myself and my partner were doing some what I find funny videos about, I am a hoarder in training and he's a minimalist. And we were like <laughs> trying to bash our lives of him thinking that less is more and me going, I love stuff. <laughs> so we were doing these videos and he dropped me a line to say like, you guys have a really good rapport and I really like your banter. And we got greenlit for this project that we think you'd be great for. And it's like, Hey, okay, wait, wait, wait a second. Now. <laughs>
0: what? So you're,
2: you're telling me that you're going to give us an RV, you're going to pay us to do this, and we're just going to tour around Nova Scotia for two months? And he's like, yeah, and we'll film it. I'm like, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. What? That must have been some real good banter, Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> Your partner.
2: I mean, the videos are still up there, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I hopefully it was the rapport they were looking for. We had a really great time. They're talking about season two. So that's always a good sign. Yeah. (laughs) That's
1: That's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. So like, how has it been? Have you ever gone RVing before? Was this a new experience? Walk us through it. I had not been RVing before.
2: (laughs) I loved it because I am not a camper in any way, shape or form. I don't do tents. I don't do (laughs) peeing in the woods. I can go without electricity, but that's pretty much as rough in it as I get. <laughs> so, the RV experience was like the creme de la creme. I mean, it's a bit cumbersome to drive, that takes a, a little bit of time. We had a 24 foot RV from uh, Fraser Way but it was really really awesome. I've lived here for 7 years now this summer and I mean I've been coming to Nova Scotia for years before that. I mean I'm I'm pretty adventurous. Like if we have if I have 2 days off in a row, I'm going to do something somewhere and there's so much to do in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by how much I had never done, things I never even knew you could do here. It was Incredible. Like it could easily we we had so much footage and stuff that we did that it started off as a half hour show and I think they're moving it to an hour long show. Oh my wow.
0: gosh.
2: <laughs> That's a- How many episodes are there gonna be? There's supposed to be 13, but we also had so many bloopers. I think they're trying to get a 14th episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope they do that. <laughs> I really hope they do too, because there were some really,
1: really great
0: moments. That's hilarious. (laughs) That is awesome. So like RVing in your circumstance may be a little bit different than like normal RVing, I guess you could say. Um, But is there any like advice that you'd give to people who are wanting to do an RV trip around Nova Scotia?
2: Oh my God. Do it. Do it now. Go get (laughs) it. Go rent it. Go buy it. I don't care what you have to do, but go do it. It was incredible. Like I haven't been to a lot of provincial parks uh, because I'm not a camper. So I would go for day trip things, but we stayed in some of the most incredible places and you're literally just taking and parking your home. Like, well, the drive to Cape Breton, for example. So, I mean, that was uh, about a four hour drive from Truro to where we were going in the Highlands. And we got down to Port Hawkesbury. We pulled over in a parking lot. We went back, cooked our lunch, (laughs) used the washroom, got back in the seats and go. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, Just so convenient. And it was quite cozy. Like I'm sure you get varying sizes, but ours at the 24 foot size was just perfect. It had tons of storage in it. The kitchen was great. I loved the bed. An extra six inches in the bathroom probably wouldn't have killed anybody. (laughs) But other than that, I absolutely loved it. And I cannot drive home enough that I am not an outdoorsy person at all, but it, this certainly converted me like waking up, in some of the camp, I'm trying to think of what some of my favorite provincial parks were, um, Ellenwood, I believe that was outside of Dartmouth. It ends up blurring together because it was two months of constant going, but I think Ellenwood was really nice. Like the trees there were really gorgeous. The place we stayed in Shelburne, the name is escaping me now, but same deal. Like it was just gorgeous. And those were the sites that had, um, Enough spacing that you were still kind of private. Like we also stayed at some where you're like camper, 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 right. and it's like, yeah. but <laughs> I, I didn't love those as much. But it yeah. was uh, oh god, there are so many beautiful places to stay in this province. It was. Mind blowing, and I loved it. It is a gas guzzler, so you definitely want to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I would definitely caution people on that, but I would still say it was absolutely worth it to drive that thing all over the province, and just like oh, loved it.
1: Now we're about food here as well, so talk to us about how you would plan meals. How did that part work out for you? <laughs> the fridge <French laughs> space too, I would imagine.
2: You're very right. So there was a hilarious, I wish I had documented it better from like how we started to how we ended. So like in the very beginning we packed so much food in that like the absolute if you opened it up you couldn't see light anymore like jammed it in there. <laughs> but then we realized, okay, we didn't need even half of this stuff. So what we started doing then was meal planning and meal prepping. So we would like have the veggies cut up that we knew we were going to use in a stir fry. We had them cut up in a container ready to go. Uh, meats, like sometimes we'd like, okay, I'm going to need mail for this. Other times I'm not. So I would only pack a small container or not right. to take it, but meal planning and prep would definitely be an excellent saver for you um, to save space in it. Cause if you don't have a lot of fridge space.
1: That's definitely for sure. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That makes sense. So obviously you mentioned that, you know, campgrounds in particular were a little bit surprising and how much you love them, but are there any like specific places that you visited this summer that like were your absolute favorite? So towns or communities or whatever the case might be. You know what I also want to shout
2: out with Places to Stay is we made use of the Harvest Host app. uh, If you haven't heard from that, it is a, um, Oh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but I it's all over it's all over my social media now because I've been tagging <laughs> RV stuff, but it's um, basically you sign up for this membership and then there's all kinds of places which are not technically campgrounds or places you would stay that sign up to be your Harvest host. So, a couple of places we stayed where we stayed in the Apple Orchard of Henniger Market just outside of Wolfville, which was okay. absolutely one of my favorite spots. Yeah, cool. Both, both the place to stay and Henniger's Market if you haven't yeah. checked them out in yes. Wolfville. Oh my god, they're incredible potato biscuits. kiss. <laughs> yeah. So sleeping there like in the, or among the apple trees and what a beautiful sunset and sunrise there was incredible. And we stayed at another amazing place. I think it was Cornwallis that was called Crossroad Farms. And the owners, Randy and Kenton are actually from Vancouver area and moved down here a year ago. And they bought this farm and they brought us out fresh bread and homemade oh. jam in the morning Hello. and there were there were birds uh, not birds there were sheep and well oh, there were birds there were ducks and uh, what were the other things they had anyway it was an absolutely gorgeous, incredible spot. They were awesome. So that was definitely an amazing part of the show too, was making use of the Harvest Host apps. And since then, I've seen like one of my favorite places is uh, Raging Crow in North River, and they are also Harvest Host. They had a couple people on their social media that they had come and pulled into their uh, distillery area. So I would highly recommend checking that out as well if you have a trailer or a camper that you can take.
1: Now I can't let this go by without mentioning something you did add in the notes that we've all three of us has experienced yeah. and your description is perfection and it's Franey mountain in Cape Town, <laughs> Which your words of incredible and horrible all at the same time are so perfect. I can't even tell you like I was near tears like so many times and my husband was all super positive. And I'm like, if you say one more positive thing, this is going to be it. And he's like, and I'm like, I'm going to turn around. He goes, and what are you, where are you going to go? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to throw throw myself back down. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Right. Oh my God. And I just kept thinking this next hill isn't the hill to be done this. Oh I'm going to die on. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Megan was like live texting me during this situation. She's like, I hate you that you told me I should do this. And I'm like, It's good. The views are so good. (laughs) But I thought, I was
1: hoping she was exaggerating when she said how hard it was, and she wasn't. hard. They do not
2: mess around with those Black Diamond uh, certifications. I now know that the hard way. That is hard. It was. So among not being campy or outdoorsy, I had been on maybe five hikes in my entire life, and (laughs) none of them were mountains. No. So... I had bought, um, we've been really fortunate to have a sponsorship partnership, uh, sponsorship and ambassador partnership with take it outside and the trail shop here in. Oh, Pearl. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Sue and her team are so incredible. And partially because I'm not outdoorsy and knew nothing about product. <laughs> oh my God. They were so great with like fitting the right boots, trying to find yeah. the right active wear. Like just cannot give them enough of a shout out. So I have these great Solomon boots and I'd worn them probably four times before we did this hike. And it was good. Like yeah. I wore, where did I wear them? We went to, uh, we did a couple hikes on five islands. We did economy and like, they were not like straight, but not black diamonds, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. No. <laughs> So we had done Broad Cove Mountain the night before because it was like, oh, it's only a kilometer, but that was like pretty up there too, but it was like a good baby introduction. So I had kind of like broke my heels in that day before. So the next day we go to do Franny and oh my God, I, I wish we could, part of me wishes we could have videoed the whole experience because I'm sure it would have been internet viral gold. (laughs) But another part of me is glad that, yeah, what what I said in absolute exhaustive rage was not televised in any way. I massacred my heels in that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like, I had blisters on blisters that then peeled and rubbed. Like, I I took... Oh, man. (laughs) My sister got a puppy at the same time I was doing this, this hike. And when I got back and had service, and we actually did Instagram Live on various points of it to show people... But she's sending me pictures of this cute little puppy, and I showed her like my my one by one inch diameter of skin that came off on the bandage of my heel when I took my boot off it oh, It was spectacular views, but oh it was. was yeah, that is definitely not for the faint of heart or someone who's not looking to absolutely test the limits of your own humanity.
1: Yeah. And bless the heart of like people that are like constant hikers and find that that's exhilarating. Cause honestly, once at the top, It is. And you do feel a sense of accomplishment, but the the getting there, I can't explain the anger I had. (laughs) Oh, you don't even, and when you say that about your partner,
2: I really enjoyed that too, because my partner is like a mountain goat Yeti. He was like (laughs) skipping up this trail in his brand new trail joggers that he got. And I'm like, I hate you. I love you. I'm choosing to love you, but I hate you so much right now as I'm like 20 feet back drank in my own juices, and he's just like, do, 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 like, just skipping up the hill,
1: Alicia. I think we had
0: 100% probably the exact yep. same experience. <laughs> sounds like it you sounds did, it sounds very, very similar. Except, Megan, your husband did it in jeans because he's oh, he does everything in jeans, <laughs> so.
1: those are his hiking pants, his downtown pants, his relaxing pants. <laughs>
2: And mine is the exact opposite. Does not own jeans, will not wear jeans. His, we have his fancy work pants that are his date night pants that he can wear and then his like everyday work pants. Like it's ridiculous. That's so funny.
1: Oh, that is hilarious. So all of these adventures sound amazing. Where are we going to be able to tune in to see all this?
2: It's going to be airing on EastLink. I'm not sure if it's January or February, but it's going to be this winter. Uh, I believe it's channel six, uh, sorry, channel 10 or channel 610 is what it's going to be. But hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, as soon as we know that we have an air date, I'll definitely be blasting it over social media where you can find it, but definitely going to be on EastLink.
1: Awesome. So one thing I did want to talk about before we tell our listeners where to find you is in 2012, um, I did raise money through the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and quote unquote, ran a half marathon in San Francisco. (laughs) And I see that you were involved with this society this year. So tell us a little bit more about your experience and what you were able to accomplish with your efforts.
2: I absolutely love your quote unquote, ran. That's, that's what I do as well. I run, (laughs) but yeah, they, um, They piloted a project in Halifax last year called the Man and Woman of the Year competition. And basically, it's a 10-week philanthropic competition where they uh, nominate however many uh, local business owners to kind of rally a team and raise funds for um, the society. So they'd asked me to do it last year. And I was like, yes, absolutely. It's going to be amazing. And then, of course, COVID shut down. I shut down. Almost every business that I was going to (laughs) utilize was shut down. So I had to pull out of the competition. Uh, fortunately they came back again this year and asked me to take part again. And I did, um, it was really incredible and a really great learning experience. There were 13 candidates here in Nova Scotia and I was the only candidate outside of the HRM. So I was pretty blown away by that. Yeah. And because of that, I really wanted to try and rally as many business partners as I could in this area and really shine a light on what we could do here in Northern Nova Scotia. And, uh, we really did the, the, I had so, I had more than a dozen business partners that came on, um, Tata Brew brewed a special IPA just for this. It had its own. Oh. Yeah. It was called stronger than you think. And then we used the social media community to vote on a name for it. Um, we had, uh, Appleton chocolates also in Tatamagush. <laughs> they, uh, designed a special three pack of chocolates that they sold and a portion of the proceeds went to them we had massage therapists come on and donate. Like it was just incredible. And we ended up raising over $14,000 in the 10 weeks that we
0: had during a shutdown. So that was pretty great. That's amazing. (laughs) amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. It's so funny today. Um, today I was writing an Instagram post. Um, and I have this list of, um, like a bucket list that I wrote. I think I was probably like 15 years old when I wrote this list. And I got it out today because I was trying to remember something to write in this Instagram post. And I get it out, and under my list of things is walk a marathon for charity. And I'm like, I did not have much faith in myself because I wasn't <laughs> even going for run. I was like, you're gonna walk it,
2: participate <laughs> in a marathon. <laughs>
0: Say that I did it. <laughs> I was like just laughing at myself like, okay, you never thought you were going to be a runner, obviously. So you were like, you'll just walk it, Jen. It's fine. It's still lot of is
1: self-awareness as a teen?
0: Listen, I became a runner runner after that. <laughs> You I did. love the amount of quotes that are happening around we're the We're all front. like, <laughs> we're runners. We're outdoor people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: a hiker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got the boots anyway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, the, and the scars. To Yo, the, oh, man. Hiker's heel is a thing. It is gnarly <laughs> now. I'm pretty sure I'm good to go. Yeah. That so, is hilarious.
0: Alicia, if they want to find you because you're hilarious, um... <laughs> And keep the laughs rolling. Where can folks find you, uh, online? (laughs) <laughs> uh, you can find me on
2: Instagram or Twitter under Alicia E. Tattoo. And I'm hoping by the end of this month, I'm actually finally going to have my own website up. I have people keep asking me where they can find me. And I'm like, well, you can go to Trowbaz, you can go to Secret Nova Scotia, or you can go to Rolling Sea, but I don't have this like <laughs> right. one spot for these things. So yeah. AliciaETattoo.ca will hopefully be live at the end of this month. And that's where you can find all the different projects that I'll be working on. But I'm definitely hanging out on social media a lot. So Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at
0: Alicia AliciaETattoo exciting so we'll uh share all the links to all of your things in the show notes (laughs) so that people can find you and go on a tour and get a tattoo and watch your show
2: all the things full service here (laughs) exactly
0: Um, thank you so much everybody for listening to the travel mug Podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Travel Mug Podcast. And if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a travel loving pal, we'd be forever grateful. We'll chat soon. Bye. Thanks, Alicia. Bye.